What's up, people? Welcome back to the BCMA Podcast. That's the Black Clover Martial Arts Podcast. It's your boy, Lucky from Lucky's Muay Thai. This is episode number 60. I had done another number 60, but I saw the one championship fights, and it kind of just blew everything out of the water. So in this episode, we're going to talk about the one championship fights, and maybe at the end I'll touch on what happened to that last episode. It was the Leon Edwards-Usman episode, and it was mostly about emotions of fighters, but we'll get into that maybe at the end. But first, if you like the show, tip the like, hit the subscribe button, tell a friend. If you want to stop by the gym, hit us up at www.luckysmt.com. We'll set you up for a trial class for either the Muay Thai or Roberto Carrero's Jiu-Jitsu classes, and we'll get you in there, man. Teach you some self-defense, get you in the best shape of your life, and uh, maybe you'll learn something and meet some people and that kind of thing, too. We like to keep it like family in there. Uh ran into a dude named Mac in the mall who recognized me from, I guess, Instagram or YouTube. I don't know. But he was super cool. He's going to stop by. So if you want to stop by, be like Mac. Hit us up, www.luckysmt.com. Drop me a line at Lucky's Muay Thai on Instagram or Carrero Martial Arts on Instagram for the jiu-jitsu program. I will drop all that at the bottom. You should have seen it already. Peace. Okay, let's talk one championship. First and foremost, I've been talking about one championship since there was a one championship. One FC. Um. Now they've done a deal with Prime. That's right. Amazon Prime, Prime TV. And we got our first show. And it was amazing. It was one of the best uh, fight cards. It was all finishes. Super exciting. Like, I I can't even, you know, I'm super stoked about it because one does everything that I like, right? They do jujitsu. They do MMA. They do Muay Thai. They wear small gloves. They do kickboxing. Like, this is what I like. I used to really, really enjoy early UFC, even all the way up to, I mean, I still enjoy it, but, you know, there was something still simple about it in the past. Now it's you know, a lot of hoopla, a lot of just entertaining. Um, fights are good, but there's a lot of extra um, that it's not necessarily, at least for me. I know some of you guys love, love the drama, which, you know, there's got to be some drama, but I mean, there's a lot of drama in the UFC and in other MMA organizations, but the UFC by far has the most drama. Anyway, that being said, uh, Chatri Sidiatong, which is like is the owner of one, he was just $50,000 to like candy. Not to everybody on the first card, but I'm on the main card, but almost everyone. Um, the main card started out with Amir Akbari versus Maro Cyril. And look, Cyril had some opportunities. He's a boxing uh, heavy fighter. And Amir Akbari is like an Iranian world champion wrestler. So I kind of felt like this was going to be, you know, he's going to take him down and smash him, which eventually he did. But like I said, Cyril put up a good fight for when he, for as much as he could. Um, once he got taken down, I kind of knew it was going to be over. Um, also, Herb Dean was uh, refing this. So I looked at my girl right when I saw that and I was like, yo, um, Somebody's going to get their ass beat because Herb Dean's is going to be like, oh, oh, keep going. And that's kind of what happened. Um, eventually, Akbari got Cyril in a Cyrilli? Cyrilli in a, a crucifix. And elbows galore. And I, it happened, I think, twice. And it was just basically bloody face, uh, crucifix, and Rory Nelson would have been proud. I'll just leave it at that. It was a, a good fight, but 
it was kind of a good way to kick off the card. It was exciting enough. It was like a great opening act. But then Buchecha came. And for those jujitsu people, when I say Buchecha, you know what I'm talking about. But for those that don't, Mark Salmeida, he's like a, a freaking legend in jujitsu. He's broken a ton of records, so forth and so on. He was fighting uh, Kirill Grishenko, who was an awkward sort of striker grappler, a striker wrestler. And we didn't get to see any of that because Buchecha fought the exact right way. He struck a little bit. He stayed on the outside. And as soon as the opportunity arose, he hit a double into single leg X into a heel hook. And Krishenko never had an opportunity. I mean, he just tapped from me. There's nothing. He tried to roll. By the time he tried to roll, it was already in. And if you know anything about heel hooks, probably tapping early is a good, a good idea, especially against a, a guy named uh, Buchecha. I read some of our comments on our jujitsu thing was like, my protection must be strong. He, you know, that he must have he tapped early or whatever. Listen, that dude's enormous. And yes, he is strong as hell. If he gets a hold of your ankle and your leg and he's got your leg wrapped up, better to tap and live to fight another day. And even though Krishinko tapped early, he still was holding his knee. So he still had some kind of damage. Listen, man, Buchecha went out there. He fought an amazing fight. He hit, to me, one of the sickest moves unexpectedly because when he hit the double, he didn't hit it exactly right. So Krishchenko sort of turned and his leg was there and it allowed Buchecha to sort of maneuver, swivel his hips, escape the hips into a single leg X and just finish. And it was freaking amazing. And then after the fight on the mic, he obviously shouted out, very emotionally, his boy Leandro Lowe, all our boy Leandro Lowe. I never got a chance to meet him, but all the things that I've heard, all the stories, all that I've read, he was an amazing guy. And, you know, he cried because, look, Leandro Lowe was killed by an off-duty cop at a party in Brazil, shot in the head, kicked while down. It's a, it's horrifying. And, um, you know, he got a few weeks to kind of get a chance to come in and do this. I feel for anybody that had to compete right after because it was, it's, it's a tough, tough deal to, to, to tough pill to swallow when you have uh, such an amazing leader as Leandro Lowe. Anyway, Buchecha came out, did his thing, that double leg and the single leg X in the heel hook. I might have to practice. All right. On to the Muay Thai. This is the uh, flyweight Muay Thai. This is must be the semifinals. And Rotang was supposed to fight. I don't know what happened. There's some, you know, Celeste Michael claimed that Rotang didn't want to cut the weight. I don't know what happened. I, I Nothing's been other reported other than he wasn't going to fight. So lucky him, he chose Pompayak Jitmanyan. I hope I pronounced that right or sort of right. Nonetheless, after watching the fight, I don't know that he would have done better against Rotang because... He was a little outgunned against Pompeii. He got caught with a right hook, left kick to the jaw combination. But the right hook had him hunched already. He was slumped off the right hook, leaning forward before the left kick, left kick came and right across the jaw. Um, it was gorgeous. And I feel for Michael, Savas Michael, but he's, what, 23 I mean, he's got time, but Pompeiak is a freaking, I mean, 
He splatted him. Splatted him on his back. Another $50,000. Leandro Lowe, $50,000. It was, these were amazing performances. You know, I mean, honestly, even though, even the first fight, Amir Akmari, like, he went in there, had to strike for a little bit, finally got his wrestling down, some great grappling, crucifix. I mean, that was awesome. And then we get to Buchecha right after, and then to Pompeyak versus Savas. I mean, Anyway, Pompeyak moves on to the finals of the one flyweight Muay Thai World Championship, which is fire, man. Y'all are tripping. I lo- listen. I don't know one polit- one championship politics. I it doesn't. I'm not necessarily invested like that, but I definitely enjoy the fights. I enjoy the show they put on. It's amazing, and the cards are stacked. Anyway, onward. Nong O fought Liam Harrison, and this one to me was going to be a barn burner. And I follow Liam Harrison. Obviously, a lot of people do. Watch him doing some of his trainings. He's good-spirited. He's got good energy. He's training his ass off. Everybody knows Nongo is a freaking beast in, in the ring. And, like, this was bound to be fireworks. Nongo had said something about throwing kicks and trying to, you know, break his arms. But he adjusted to Liam Harrison blocking those kicks and started chopping at the lead leg. And he wasn't chopping at the thigh. He was chopping right below the knee. And once he saw that Liam Harrison was hurt, that was basically all she wrote. He went after that leg. He was doing, listen, the fight, Liam Harrison looks sharp as fuck. He's fast and he's strong. It would have been probably a freaking fantastic fight if it could have gone on. But Unfortunately, Liam Harrison took ah, a terrible shot right below the knee, knocked his knee out of uh, commission, and that was basically it. It was nothing he could have done. Nongo was on top of his game, and even though Liam Harrison was sharp, yeah, heartbreaking. Another 50000 I'm not sure if he – I'm pretty sure he got it too because Chaudhry was like, I just came with hundreds of thousands of dollars, and I'm – he was just – Ah, ah, show me more finishes. Um, Last but not least, let's talk about Demetrius Johnson, the flyweight GOAT versus Adrian Rice 2. Why is it 2? Because Adrian Rice in the first fight was able to catch a transition and catch Demetrius Johnson with knees to the head on the ground, which are legal in one championship, and that knocked him out. So this was two, and this is for the for the title. Listen, DJ was he weathered the storm. You could you could tell his uh, experience played a huge role in this fight because the first two rounds, Adrian Rice and his game planning, Adrian Rice was busy. He was very very busy, and uh, he had some top position. He had some he had some really good stuff. Demetrius Johnson was doing very well as well. But it was clear that Adrian Rice was like really busting it in the first first round, second round. But third round came. You could tell Marais was a little tired. I think he had gassed out trying to take Demetrius out. And Demetrius defended so well throughout the fight. He started doing that little run thing that he does. Yeah, Marais has a weird style where he'll do, he'll like sort of run a little, a lot. But Demetrius Johnson has a lot of pressure. He wasn't ever hurt. 
and he was able to just track him down and work him. Fourth round came. That was it, man. Demetrius Johnson was still cutting angles. Cut angle in the fourth, cracked him over the top, had Marais stumbling backwards. Listen, to Marais' credit, he dropped down and then backpedaled all the way to the cage. But as soon as he hit the cage, Demetrius Johnson was there with a flying knee. And that was it. So now we have one and one. Demetrius won, Edra Marais won, both by knee. We get to see a third. I, I mean... This was a spectacular, spectacular fight by DJ Marais in the first two rounds. Did amazing. $50,000 from Chatri. All right, look. All of these fights on this main card to me were well worth the $50,000 he was throwing around. Well worth it, man. He was throwing it like it was rice at a wedding. But look, if you ask me, trading Demetrius Johnson for Ben Askren, the UFC was clearly one of the worst choices the UFC can make. Like, I don't know whatever their problem was with DJ. They felt like they couldn't sell him because he didn't want to do like all this extra nonsense. But nonetheless, it didn't change him as a person. He was like, all right, peace. Y'all don't want me here. I'll go over there. No problem. And he's just as amazing over there as he was in the UFC. And I so enjoy watching him fight. He, if he's one of the goats, if not the goat, I mean, for me, it's Anderson Silva for different reasons, but definitely worth everything that one put into it because the fights were amazing and it was a big splash. That's what they needed, man. They needed a big splash. And I think it all ramped up in the perfect way. Beautiful finishes on all the fights, all different styles and types of fights. And we got to see uh, amazing performances from fighters. We got to see some highs, some lows, you know, even some heartbreak a little bit in the Liam Harrison fight because we didn't get to see as much of Liam as we wanted to. But we had to praise Nango because Nango went in, right? He did what he came to, what he was supposed to do. Anyway, one championship was huge, man. It was all good. I'm so stoked for the next one. See what I did there? The next one. Now, what are you going to do? I'm a dad. Anyway, um, if you like this show, keep the like, hit the subscribe button, tell a friend. Oh, yeah. So the last episode was going to be about the emotions of fighters and, you know, all the things they go through. Uh, watching Leon Edwards win and cry with his mother, watching Rockhold lose and, and cry while he retired. Um, there was uh, watching Anthony Joshua lose um, to Usyk and sort of explode in the ring. There's just a lot of emotions in people, and I think a lot of people go through things and they don't understand that athletes go through them as well, and sometimes even at a higher level because they have so many eyes and so many people uh, attaching themselves to their person. Um, we saw uh, Danny Garcia cry in his last fight, after his last fight, because he was in a dark place. I mean, mental health is real. Athletes really deal with it. I have some athletes I, that deal with it. I deal with it. It is what it is, man. We go through with our highs and lows, and people have to understand that uh, athletes really, really are out there trying to prove themselves to themselves, but also supply entertainment and become all these different things that people place on them. Um, mentors and role models and, you know, they're already, you know, Brothers, fathers, 
you know, they're already cousins, you know, nephews and they're, they're already nieces and mothers and like athletes already have life. And then you add these high, high level competitions and emotionally it can do something. So just be aware that when you're making comments about these athletes and how they suck or how they're good or how this and that, they also have to go home to their families who have heard all these comments and then deal with that. So I love y'all again. If you like the show, keep the like, hit the subscribe button, tell a friend. If you want to stop by the gym, you know the deal, www.luckysmt.com or hit me up at Lucky's Muay Thai on Instagram, uh, Carrero Martial Arts for Roberto Carrero's jiu-jitsu program at the gym, which is amazing. I love it so much. Um, I could even probably do that double leg to single leg X to heel hook because I know how to do those moves and the single leg X and heel hook primarily because of Roberto. So um, I hope to see y'all soon at the gym. Peace. BCMA podcast, episode 60. We out. I'm <laughs>